recaps of the show Girls and self-titled two-woman show at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Chelsea. So, to pair up on this new venture seemed only natural. From its inception at a dining room table at 151 Kent Avenue in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, the goal of Sorry About Last Night had always been to create comedy with a purpose, and this idea seemed to capture that notion quite succinctly. By sitting down with people from our past, we would become our best selves for the future. After a few whiskey-infused meetings, including one in which Christina suggested adding the anti-slut-shaming podcast to the show's title, we pitched our idea to Stand Up New York Labs, the original home of Guys We Fucked, who accepted our edgy concept with open arms. Corinne knew exactly who she wanted to start with for the first episode— Vinny Vitali, a charming, handsome, albeit neurotic, comedian from Vernon, New Jersey, who had been her on-again, off-again fling post-Panera. He adored Corinne, and she adored that adoration. After propositioning Vinny one final time, this one being non-sexual and a coffee bean at the corner of Bleecker and McDougal, their fate was sealed. The episode, ultimately entitled, Vinny, Can I Choke You?, started with Corinne recounting her recent and only one-night stand with another Jersey boy, Anthony, from Atlantic City, and Christina complaining about getting mistaken for a stripper. It ended up being listened to by over 500,000 people. Listeners seemed to immediately gravitate toward our open and honest approach to sexuality because, they said, it made them feel like they were hanging out with their friends. As the interviews with former flings fuck buddies, and ex-boyfriends piled up, so did the emails in our inbox. Without prodding, subscribers began to furiously seek sex, dating, and relationship advice from us to pretty regular 20-somethings. And all those emails were connected by one overbearing common thread. Shame. These letters from strangers served as an alarming wake-up call about society's relationship with sexuality, so we began to dive deeper with our guests and our subject matter. The darker, the better. While comedy was still the glue that held every fucked up story together, we regularly laughed and cried with our guests about abortion, pedophilia, rape, sexual assault, domestic abuse, stalking, and suicide. What started out as a self-centered endeavor to explore more about ourselves quickly morphed into something bigger, Doing our podcast has taught us how necessary it is to have women be confident and vocal about their sexual choices, be shameless but smart about them, and be serious but with a sense of humor, something sorely lacking in both sexuality and feminism. We are those women. The only shame we would ever feel is if we didn't write this book. After reading three years' worth of emails from strangers of every age, gender, race, and sexual orientation, and from all around the world, the one thing we can say for certain is that whatever flavor of sexual shame you may have, you are not alone. While this book won't be able to magically heal you, it may allow you to see yourself in a different way. If you're struggling to get over a breakup, coping with sexual trauma, or just dealing with the awkwardness of being human, we hope reading this will allow the healing process to continue or begin. Self-help is not selfish. In fact, we believe it's the most selfless thing you can do. By taking time to better yourself, 
you will be a better partner. If the airplane of your life is going down, you have to properly affix your oxygen mask before helping anyone else. We know this because we've seen it with our podcast guests, in emails from our listeners, and in our own lives. While we're not necessarily suggesting you air your sexual laundry for the entire world to hear, that's kind of our thing, we can certainly say the lessons from our podcast are universal and transformative. Perhaps the biggest transformation has been in how the two of us understand ourselves. We've left no taboo stone unturned, and our conversations have frequently highlighted the delightful differences between us. The topics, while oft polarizing, have done us the great service of showcasing our odd couple juxtaposition of personalities. Corinne, three years older and a resident of New York City since age 17, is aggressively realistic, open-minded, sarcastic, wise.